Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. Good morning. It is January, day seven. We are covering this this morning Genesis 18, 19, and 20, as well as Psalm 7. And so uh, let's get to the five observations and the five applications. There's a couple of things in this reading here that I think are really helpful for us. Uh, five observations from what we read in Genesis. One, God reiterates his promise to give Sarah a son. We see that in Genesis 18, verse 10. As the Lord says, I surely will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Uh, so the Lord is is keeping his promise, reiterating his promise, giving them uh, additional assurance that God will keep his word. Second, despite Sarah's doubt, nothing is impossible for God. Again, in chapter 18, verse 14, is exactly what the text says. Verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? That's a, that's a great question for us to think about. Uh, if we're honest, I think sometimes we think maybe some things are too hard for the Lord. In our own life, it's as if we think, you know what, God can create and God can sustain His creation and, and God can do all these amazing things He's doing, but my life, my situation, my circumstance, sometimes it feels like the, uh, the exception to, to God's power and His ability. Don't, don't fall for that lie. Um, here's the truth. God can and will accomplish all of His purposes, all that He has set out to do. Uh, so you ask yourself the same question this morning, is anything too hard for the Lord? And the answer, of course, is no. Third observation, Abraham intercedes for Sodom and he pleads for mercy. That's something we should do with those who are unbelievers, is, is intercede for them. Who knows how God may choose to use our prayers as a means to his glorious end. Um, we preach the gospel, we proclaim the gospel, uh, but as we do that, we also pray for unbelievers. Um, if there are people in your life who don't know Christ, pray for them. Pray for their salvation. Intercede for them. Pray for people in your family to be saved. Pray for people uh, unconverted in, that attend your church to be saved. Uh, pray for um, pray for and with missionaries and, and pastors and other churches. Uh, that, that people that they're ministering to would be saved. Be actively praying, interceding for those, even those who don't know Christ, that they would come to know Him. Fourth, Sodom is full of wickedness, which is displayed by their homosexual activity. Psalm 19. I'm sorry, uh, Genesis 19. Wickedness is, is on full display, and, and they're going to face the judgment for it. Fifthly, God showed mercy to Lot's family, but his wife did not survive as she ignored the warning given to her. In chapter 19, verse 17, the word is very clear. It says, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. But in verse 26 of chapter 19, it says, But Lot's wife behind him looked back. And she became a pillar of salt. You cannot ignore 
the warnings and the clear directions that, that come to us from the Lord. We must take every word that He gives us seriously and must obey every word that He gives us fully. Let's get to five applications, several things here that I want to make sure we understand today. Five applications. Number one, we serve a God with limitless power. Uh, chapter 20, verse 6, Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, do not touch her. This speaks of God's power on complete display in, in this situation. What happened was God had struck uh, Abimelech with some kind of illness that prevented him from having any kind of a relationship with Sarah. Now that's important because everything rests on this promise that God has given to Abraham and Sarah for her to conceive and have a son. If she was not already pregnant, with a child from Abraham, and she got pregnant from Abimelech, that would prevent her from being able to have a child with Abraham. Or, if she would have already been pregnant with a child from Abraham, but then had a relationship with Abimelech, she wouldn't be able to know who the father was. So this is God providentially protecting his promise. Um, because we serve a God with limitless power. Uh, might also point out that in that same verse, chapter 20, verse 6, the Lord says, I kept you from sinning against me. It's a good reminder that ultimately all of our sin is a sin against God. A second um, application is that prayer is the right response regardless of our condition. In chapter 20, again, Abraham doesn't come off looking real good. Um, but I do want to show you something here. Chapter 20, verse 17. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, and also healed his wife and female slaves so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. What's the biggest heartache in Abraham's life at this point? What's his biggest frustration and pain? He doesn't have any children. His name means father of a multitude of nations, and he has no children. God's given the promise, but it hasn't come to fruition yet. And yet, in spite of Abraham's flaws in this chapter and the things that he does wrong, yet... He prays for Abimelech and his household, specifically prays that they would be able to have children. Abraham is going to pray for another man to receive the very blessing that has at this point been withheld from him. Abraham has lost his right to preach to Abimelech, as it were, because of his actions and his sin in the way that he has handled things in this chapter, Abimelech has no interest in listening to Abraham preach, but Abraham can still pray for Abimelech. Maybe there's people who won't listen to you. Maybe there's people who, for whatever reason, just have no interest in hearing your teaching or hearing your gospel explanation. Maybe there's people in the past that you've done wrong, 
and, and they just they won't hear it from you. That, that may be, but you can still and can always pray for them. Don't ever forget that. The third application, God takes rebellion seriously and sin has devastating consequences. We saw that certainly with Lot's wife. The fourth application, repeated sins continue if we don't put them to death. Abraham is here in chapter 20 doing the same thing that he did earlier. Now Sarah is in her 90s. Abraham is afraid that if the king uh, sees Sarah and likes her, that he may want to take her as his own. And if he does that, he may want to put Abraham to death to, to get rid of him. He's repeating the same sin that he committed back in Genesis chapter 12. The first time it happened, Sarah was around 65, and now it's 25 years later and he does it again, which reminds us that nobody is beyond temptation. And we've got to fight sin and put it to death, because if we don't, old sins um, come back again. Repeated sins continue if we do not put them to death. And then a fifth application, God deals tenderly with his people even though we have failed. Let me just show you this real quick here in chapter 20. In verse 7, after Abraham has lied about who Sarah is and his lie has had these consequences on Abimelech and on Abimelech's household, um, notice in chapter 20, verse 7, Now then return the man's wife, for he is a prophet so that he will pray for you and you shall live. This is the first time we hear the word prophet in the scripture spoken of about Abraham. The official role won't be um, explained until Deuteronomy 18, but this is the first time we, we get the term. God speaks of Abraham as his prophet. Now think of the ways God could have spoken of Abraham. He's He could have said, you know, this man is Abraham. He is a coward. He was afraid for his own life, and so he lied about who his wife was. He could have said, this is Abraham. He is a liar. He has said things that aren't true. That would have been a fair charge. God could have said, this is Abraham. He is weak, and he dabbles in repeated sins. That would, that would be true. Yet God says, this is return, to, this, return her to Abraham. He is my prophet. How amazing that God in grace does not refer to Abraham as the sum of his failures here, but rather speaks of his usefulness for the Lord. It's such a, it's such a sweet, tender way the Lord deals with Abraham, even in Abraham's sin. God could have referred to Abraham uh, through all the mistakes and failures he has made. But he doesn't. He says, this is my prophet. He still is my guy. He still is useful for my purposes. Sin is going to be dealt with. Sin is a serious thing. And yet, in grace, God still speaks tenderly of Abraham. Uh, such an amazing picture here of God's grace. And then a summary from Psalm 7. I'll summarize it this way. The Lord deserves praise. And we should sing to him and worship our sovereign Lord. The Lord deserves our praise. 
And so we should sing to him and worship our sovereign Lord. If you have a chance today, make sure and sing a song of praise to the Lord. He deserves it. Worship your sovereign God today uh, and be thankful to be his. Have a great day. Keep studying, keep reading, and press on.